last week we had flower communion, which is usually a very long service, and uh, and we got done in an hour and five minutes. And I spent the entire week really proud that we got in <laughs> in that much time. And now I'm looking at the clock, and um, we'll do better next year. <laughs> but I did, I did want to take a couple moments to talk about calling. That that is the the center of what bridging and coming of age is about. There's a whole story in the Hebrew scriptures about a man named Jonah. Jonah, it is said, heard a voice from God telling him to go to the city of Nineveh and prophesy that the city must repent or be destroyed. This is not so unusual. The book of Jonah comes in the middle of several prophetic books of scripture. What's unusual is that rather than focusing on the content of the message that Jonah sends, it focuses on what his reaction was. Jonah heard his voice from above calling him to a location, and he immediately moved as fast as he could in the other direction. Rather than going straight to Nineveh, Jonah takes off in the other direction to Joppa, then gets on the first boat he can, a trading ship headed to Tarshish as far as he can get from the place he is being called to. In a few weeks, many of us, I think by the last count, like over 40 or 50 of us, are going to the Unitarian Universalist Association General Assembly in Kansas City. Each year, the association chooses a theme of our annual meeting, and this year's theme is All Are Called a core proposition for us. Our Unitarian ancestors proclaimed that revelation is not contained to one core set of people, but rather that there was a priesthood and a prophethood of our, all believers. And so in our tradition, ministers are not specially blessed, set apart, but they are called out from within congregations to serve communities rather than being the center of them. We are all called, he said. But implicit in that statement are two questions that, that we should grapple with, and we too. In our tradition that does not share a common understanding of the nature of divinity, who or what is doing the calling? And most importantly, what are we being called to the answer to the first question, who or what is doing the calling, that's up to each of you. I'll just say for myself, I've, I've not had a Jonah experience of an unmistakable, booming voice declaring the specifics of my next steps in life. I would probably run in the other direction as well. I do, however, listen to the, the still, small voice, what Parker Palmer, what Parker Palmer calls our inner teacher. Sometimes that voice is my own, sometimes it is my grandfather, sometimes the voice, such as it is, is a feeling of profound peace after making a difficult choice. In almost every occasion I could think of writing this sermon, the right choice was to listen to that inner voice, and on many occasions I have not. 
running from calls is a bit of a subgenre unto itself in the world's scriptures. Jonah pleads to Jaffa. Muhammad is afraid. Moses, it said, has a lengthy argument with God that nobody would listen to him, so God should choose somebody else. It's often the same in our lives. I bet that each of us, each person in this room, has something that I've always felt called to do, but have never had the time, energy, or spontaneity to do it. Well, I have at least a couple of those. Why do we run? Why do we end up in the ocean headed to Tarshish when we should be going to Nineveh? Why do we say, I cannot reach somebody else? I think the answers to those questions lies in what it is we are called to do. The content of each person's call is different. Some are called to ministry, some are called to teach, to be parents, to be supportive friends, to work, to pay the bills, and spend evenings volunteering, to work to bend the moral arc of the universe towards justice, sometimes by sheer force of will, to simply live joyfully content is different, but the message is the same. We are called to live our lives fully, to be authentically who we are. And while that, that sounds like a Hallmark card, I believe it's one of the scariest things that we can do. if we are living fully, authentically, we don't have much of a safety net. It's easy to say, well, I always wanted to hike the Appalachian Trail, but I, I never had time. It's a lot harder to process that our authentic experience may have been to start down the Appalachian Trail and then leave the trail after 30 miles with blisters. Often looking at who we are and what we are called to do takes us to places that we don't want to go. Maybe we aren't as strong hikers as we thought we were. Maybe we need to practice our classic strategies and teachers. Yeah, just press the Maybe we disappoint our friends. Maybe almost certainly we fall short of into it after the sermon. We are called to live authentic lives. And no life is both authentic and perfect. Why do we give out roses instead of carnations at child dedications and at bridgings? Yes, life is, is beautiful and we welcome each to it. And to live fully present in this world, being authentically who we are called to be, there are thorns there too. Part of living is starting to recognize those thorns, not to avoid them, but to, to hold them loosely. We are all called. And it's worth saying, as we are all called individually, so we are called collectively. In a few weeks, we'll travel to Kansas City for General Assembly. If this is your first time going, I am so glad that you will be there. It's an opportunity to be in conversation with our larger faith, for Unitarian Universalism collectively to listen to our inner teacher, and to figure out what it is that we, collectively, are called to do and be in the world. Over the last few years, this conversation that happens at General Assembly and in our association as a whole 
and centered around race. How we, as Unitarian Universalist institutions, have talked a good game about justice and equity, but have intentionally or unintentionally avoided following through in the, in the practical, lived ways of making a just and equitable world. We are being called, Unitarian Universalism is being called to grapple with this legacy, to learn to live more authentically as people of faith in the world whose actions reflect our principles. We're really good at talking. We're really good at talking. But I think maybe Unitarian Universalists are starting to listen to voices calling us to be better. And so if you're headed to GA, this is one of my hopes for you, that, that you can hear that conversation with open ears and with open hearts, and that we return to Lincoln with a sense of where this congregation might be called. A colleague of mine once told me this, we tell people to bring their whole selves to church. I don't want them to bring their whole selves to church. I want them to bring their best selves to church. <laughs> the challenge of calling is that we are asked to make our whole selves our best selves. It's messy work. Sometimes we end up running away from the place we're called until we end up swallowed by a whale somewhere in the vicinity of Joppa. But in the story, Jonah eventually makes it to Nineveh, and his presence brings a blessing and grace to the city. When we are authentically who we are called to be, we are a blessing to those around us and just as importantly to ourselves. That is my hope for each of you, for each of us, that in the final account, when our names are read for the last time in this service, our friends and loved ones will think back and say, yes, that, that was a life well lived. It wasn't without challenge, but they were the person they were called to be. May we all do the same.